Okay. Yesterday we did the first half of Chapter 32, the heart of Tanya, and today we're going to do the second half. So yesterday we discussed the enormity of the significance of loving another Jew, how that's literally a piece of self, how I'm loving him, disregarding any socioeconomic factors, personality, intelligence, talent, culture. He's me. I love myself. I love him the exact same way. A love without reason, a love of self. Today, the second half of the chapter, in a chapter completely devoted to loving, is who are you supposed to hate? And the reason for this is because in the times of the Rebbe, when the time was written some 200 plus years ago, there was a great misunderstanding on a certain piece of Talmud that seemed to imply that if you see someone sinning, you have to hate him and tell your teacher to hate him as well, which gave this carte blanche, open check to seemingly have many Jews that you are supposed to, commanded to hate because they're sinning. So therefore, since this is a chapter on love, we spend a lot of ink minimizing and minimizing and minimizing this concept to understand what our sages really meant, which is not this open-ended policy of all these people you're supposed to hate, but actually an incredibly narrow tiny, tiny sliver, perhaps, of the population. So in the Talmud, it says that if you see your friend sinning, you're commanded to hate him and to tell your teacher also that he should hate him. So the Rebbe says, let's look at what this Talmud means very precisely. The Talmud says your friend. What do you mean by your friend? You know, friend is a very vague term. Friend here, the Rebbe explains, means your friend in serving God. So friend both has a connotation of someone you have an emotional connection with, and someone who is similar to you, who's spiritually, roughly, it's not microscopically, but basically on your level. Therefore, if there's anyone else in the world who is lower than you in serving God, and they are sinning, we're not talking about that at all. What do you do with such a person? Love them. Draw them close to God. But someone who is on your level, and you do have a relationship with, you have to rebuke them. And this is a command in the, in the Torah. You have to rebuke them from your heart, with words from the heart, with deep feeling, with deep love, and keep on rebuking them, and rebuking them, until they change, or they tell you don't talk about this anymore. Now, who are you allowed to rebuke? Well, only someone on your level. We're saying if they're weaker than you, you can't rebuke them. It's not their arena, perhaps, that they could hear this rebuke. And only someone you have a close relationship to. Because if you don't have a close relationship to them, they'll feel like, what are you getting into my business for? You, you really care about me? You don't even know me. So any other person, you're not allowed to rebuke. And therefore, the process stops there. But if they're on your level and you have a relationship with them, which means they know what you're saying you mean, and it's sincere, and it's words from the heart, and you care about them, and they're on your level, and this is truly something they should not be doing, and they're doing, keep rebuking them. I rebuke them and rebuke them. I say, you say it a hundred times. And hopefully they'll change. If they don't, at that point, you do have to have hatred for them because they're worthy of that hatred because of the evil that's taken over them. But that's only a person who you have a relationship with, so therefore you're allowed to give them rebuke, and is on your level, and therefore they can hear this rebuke. And who you keep rebuking, and each time pulling out more love and more depth and perhaps taking on additional, in your own service of God, additional beautiful ways of adding and enhancing your service to spirits to be able to help them with theirs, and still they don't listen, and they tell you, don't talk about this anymore, at that point you have to come to this 
decision of the sages of hating them, of hating the evil in them. But someone who don't have relationship with, someone who's not on your level spiritually, what are you supposed to do when you see them sinning? You're supposed to love them. And hopefully your love will draw them close to God and change them. And you know what? If it doesn't, it's still good. Because loving a Jew is always good. It's always an advantage, even if it doesn't lead to their becoming closer to God. But for that Jew who you do have the obligation to hate, because he doesn't even love spiritually, and you do have an emotional relationship, and you did give him review countless times until he told you to stop, the fact that you have to hate him doesn't mean you're not supposed to love him. There's a commandment to love every Jew. And there's a commandment to hate this person because of the evil that's taken over him. So you have to love the person and hate the evil. Just love the person. And you have to hate the evil. How can we love and hate the same person? Very difficult. We're not surgeons. We're humans. So therefore, the Rebbe adds a third emotion. Love him, hate the evil, and have compassion. And this is a very powerful tool. One of the most practical tools we will learn throughout this entire book is compassion. Because compassion frees love and minimizes hatred. So your emotions could have that surgical precision of not hating him, just hating the evil that's taken over him and freeing your love to truly, truly, truly love him. So with compassion, your love will be boundless and your hatred will be focused not on the person, but on the evil that's taken over this person. Except for one type of person who is not in the general category and you'll probably never meet your whole life, which would mean a person who is truly, according to the legal definition, someone who not only denies God, but spreads to others a denial of God. And for such a person, his soul has left his body. So there's nothing there left to love. And the evil is very strong, not only his own personal evil, but he's making, God forbid, God hateful to others. And to such a person, we have only hatred because the soul isn't there for us to love. But the odds of you ever meeting such a person are probably about nil. Because you have to be very educated and many rules to actually fall into this category. So our assumption, if we meet a Jew who's sinning, is they're ignorant, ignorant of their heritage, even if they think they're somewhat knowledgeable. And for someone who's ignorant, the only thing I can do is give them a lot of love. Thick ropes of love. And that's what God wants for me, for every single Jew.